Alrighty, let's do it. Motown Rundown episode number seven. As always, I am your host, Ryan Rabinowitz, coming to you from the Impact 89 FM studios in East Lansing, Michigan. And as this is being recorded, it is a Victory Monday, the first Victory Monday of the year. And it feels so, so good. So good, baby. I know you're happy. I'm happy if you can't tell. This truly might be the first episode of this show where I don't have to sit here and completely rip on a team or criticize coaching or the usual stuff that I get to do here when talking about the sports teams in Detroit, Michigan. We're jumping right in. Very simple show. Of course, we're talking Lions. But unfortunately, back-to-back weeks, I have to start off the show, second show in a row, on a bit of a more gloomy note. Uh, But before we jump into those Detroit Lions, uh, Victor Martinez takes his final at-bat in the MLB. Uh, That, of course, Victor Martinez making it pretty clear earlier this year that he was going to hang up the cleats uh, once this year was over with. And a bit more recently, he made a public news that he planned on having his last at-bats and last game at home in front of the fans in Detroit. So that, that day came Saturday night against the Royals at Comerica Park. That would be Victor's last game. It really was a beautiful tribute before the game, and and deservedly so. And it was really cool when the Cleveland Indians also honored Martinez uh, a couple weeks back now. But very emotional for himself. He's he's been pretty emotional throughout this whole process. Uh, His family joined him on the field. Also very emotional. And for the fans, too. I mean, Victor Martinez is someone since coming here in 2011 has really been one of the key parts of this Detroit Tigers team, love him or hate him. I don't really know why anyone would hate him, but he's been the heart and soul. He's he's played an integral part in this Detroit Tigers team. And in, in Victor's last at-bat, which I thought was was really cool, he, he legged out, which was pretty much an infield single that he hit right into the heart of the shift. And you know, afterwards in, in the post-game press conference, he was like, you know, that that hit kind of signifies or, or symbolizes what my career's all been about. You know, having to work hard, having to dig hard, dig deep, and and really fight for every inch. And that's what he did as he as he legged out that single. And uh Victor started at first base that night for the first time since twenty sixteen, which was which was really cool. And then obviously after after reaching base in the single in the bottom of the first, he was pinch ran for for Ronnie Rodriguez, and that's when Victor got his time to kind of soak it all in, got the standing ovation, tipped his cap to the fans, to the Royals, and it was cool to see a couple Royals players come out and and give Victor a hug as well. That hit also, by the way, being his 2,153rd hit of his career. And and, and just like I did last week with Zetterberg, I, I wanted to take time to acknowledge Victor Martinez before I move into the Lions stuff because I do think that he definitely deserves being talked about. And and as I said, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm not sure how every single fan in the world that's a Tigers fan feels about Victor Martinez, but I would go on record saying that I think he was absolutely beloved by this city. And since he came over in 2011, he's simply a class act on and off the field. And what really troubles me about Victor's time in Detroit, to be completely honest, is that I, I think towards the end of his career, he took a lot of heat for his performance on the field. And everyone knows Victor's body was constantly banged up. He spent 
years playing catcher, so his knees were really shot, as if it wasn't obvious enough of him trying to leg out singles or how many hits it took to get Victor in once he was on the base pass. But I, I think fans really sometimes unfairly criticized them because he was making pretty good money for the Tigers and his lack of performance would get people frustrated at times. And I, I get it, trust me. But if if you take a step back and and really look at the big picture, I mean, he, he played almost a thousand games for the Tigers in his seven years, 115 home runs, 400, or excuse me, 540 RBIs and hitting two, 290, which to me is is a pretty impressive stat line in a seven-year career for the Tigers. Of course, there were moments where you wish he would do more and people would get upset with Brad Ausmus when he was in control of the Tigers. And even sometimes this season, you know, why is Victor Martinez batting fourth? And, and, and why is why is he playing over younger guys that could use the time? And, and I get it, and it's all fair. But, I mean, look at those stats. You, you second place in, in the MVP voting in the American League in 2014. The guy's a five-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger, 295 career hitter. I mean, he had a really, really nice MLB career. And and truthfully, you know, I know things move on, and I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you know, Victor's going to go down as one of the one of the all-time greats in Detroit Tigers history. I mean, he'll definitely be someone who I think is is thought about very very highly of for years to come. But you know, he spent time in Cleveland, obviously, and a little stint with the Red Sox, but. Uh, to Victor Martinez, as I did with Zetterberg last night, or last week, excuse me, thank you, Victor, for your service. I, I really enjoyed watching Victor Martinez play as a Tiger, and, and it's going to be definitely weird going forward to not see him on the field because he was such a staple for this team, but thank you to Victor. It's been an awesome career, been a pleasure watching him play, and and yeah, so now we can put kind of the, the sad stuff behind and now we're going to get into your Detroit football Lions. Do you like apples? How do you like them apples? The Lions beat the New England Patriots. Yes, the New England Patriots 26-10 to on Sunday night football. And before, before I jump into it and get all emotional and get fired up and all that stuff, I, I need to collect myself. Because initially, like I said, I, I was fired up about this game. Watching the game, it was great. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I think everyone in the city, every Detroit Lions fan was pumped up. And a lot of emotions, a lot of, lot of things going through the mind. Some confusion maybe because it's like, where was this team the past two weeks? And let, let, me, let me tell you why I'm really fired up about this game. Because the Detroit Lions, in my 20 years of being on this earth, and I know for many years before that, the Detroit Lions never, and when I say never, I mean never win these kind of games. The, I mean, the narrative on the Lions is always that, you know, they win the games they should, they drop a few games that they really shouldn't, and that's why they're mediocre. That's why you get the seven and nines. It's why you get the eight and eights, maybe the nine and sevens. And last night, the Lions beat one of the most dominant football teams in the NFL. And truthfully, one of the best sports dynasties ever with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. They didn't just win the game. It wasn't a 20 to 17 win. No, they buried the Patriots 26 to 10 on national television, Sunday night football. And for the truthfully, for the first time, again, in my 20 year memory of being a fan of this team, they played a truthfully complete game. All three phases, granted special teams, if anything, was the weakest, but all three phases, all four quarters, 
they played solid football. No miracle fourth quarter comeback. No need to sit on your couch in a ball and, and suck your thumb and be nervous about, oh, here comes Tom Brady. No. I mean, after all this talk about how bad the Lions are and Patricia's already a failure, Belichick always beats up on his former assistants and blah, blah, blah. I, I will say right now, after that game especially, I'm so sick of the Patriots' way crap. I mean, the Lions just beat the Patriots. I, I don't really care to hear about the Patriots anymore. This is the Detroit Lions. The win is obviously huge for Matt Patricia, huge for Quinn, huge for guys like Blunt and the other former Patriots in, in that room. But, I mean, it, it was a great win. Before I go into any you know any more emotional crap or or really looking at the analytics of the game, this was a huge win. Because in my opinion, and I think a lot of people would agree, Matt Patricia was very, very close to really losing this locker room. Because a loss against the Patriots, you know, you're still down and out. The, of course, you know, knowing Lions fans, people probably leaving the game, booing, throwing crap on the field, whatever. And then you go to Dallas, which is not going to be an easy game to win. This was, a, I mean, I'm sure every game in the NFL, you can consider a must-win game if you're going to have that mindset, which is fair, but this game, especially given the circumstances and what's happened in the past two weeks, this was a huge game. Not only just because of the storyline surrounding it with, you know, Patricia against his old team and all that wonderful stuff, but truthfully, in, in, internally, this was a game that, that needed to go the Lions way, and it did on all fronts. And I think there's a lot of things that, that play into that whole SOL, same old Lions narrative. And one of those things is not beating good teams ever. And the Lions just did that. Another another thing, too, is not being able to run the ball. Not the whole not having a 100-yard rusher in years. Carryon Johnson just did that. Now, granted, there's still bases to cover, like, you know, beating the Packers at Lambeau, winning the division, playoff game, etc. But looking at the game, and, and granted, you know, I understand the Patriots are very banged up. Missing guys like Patrick Chung... Josh Gordon didn't play. Uh, there's There seems to be this weird tension that keeps growing between Brady and Belichick and the rest of the room, perhaps. But And, and I, you know, truthfully, I'm not going to sit here and say that this is an ungodly Patriots team this year. At least I can't say that yet because they have looked, you know, pretty dismal so far and a, a bit of a slow start. But knowing the Patriots and how they are as an organization, you know, they could easily, with the snap of the fingers, can, can turn this thing around and, you know, for all I know, they could be playing in the Super Bowl this year. I, I wouldn't put it past the Patriots. But with that being said, with all, you know, whatever you want to say about this Patriots team or the Lions team or, or, or whatever, I think to minimize this win is foolish. And as I said, in all three phases of the game, the Lions played very well. The, the special teams was cleaned up a bit. Granted, I'm not really thrilled with all the long returns. Like, I mean, you either kick the ball out of the back of the end zone or make a tackle at the 20-yard line. That's the bottom line. It's, it's the NFL. But, I mean, Tom Brady, who, you know, is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play football, if not the best of all time, was shut down. I mean, he threw for like 130 yards, and he only threw at Darius Slay, you know, a handful of times, and one of those times he was picked off. And, and that's something that's a testament to the defense. And whether... You know, I know there's still some rumblings about, you know, well, the defense, they don't get enough pressure on the quarterback. And, you know, they're 
their their blitzing packages aren't great and you know they they tend to sit back and and let plays happen and and all that stuff is is fair but i mean it's not like they were letting off these huge runs like they had the past 2 weeks and they played solid i mean they cleaned it up on defense the offense looked in sync too which was which was great to see and and here's here's what i really liked about about the lions and in that performance on sunday night first of all matt patricia had these guys ready to go i mean i'm sure that you know, Patricia was fired up. Obviously, there was a lot at stake for him. But these guys, the, meaning the Lions, were finally buttoned up, ready to play football. And they came out hot, and they stayed hot all game. Uh, the, the game plan, to me, was solid. The, the time of possession, that statistic was was great in the Lions' favor because really the only way you can truthfully beat the Patriots is keeping the ball out of Tom Brady's hands. And they, and they did that 100%. And then back to the offensive side of the ball, for the Lions, they finally gave the running game a chance. And it wasn't the flood the box, telegraphed power runs all night long. And as I said the past two weeks, I mean, the running backs between Blunt and on Johnson have only had like maybe 15, 16 carries combined the past two weeks. And they had 32 rushes in the game against the Patriots. I mean, that's you're literally doubling the amount of times that you're running the football, which is Wonderful. And again, carry on Johnson running for 101 yards. So at least you get the monkey off the back with that ridiculous stat that everyone loves to throw at the Lions whenever whenever they're on national television. But having the running game working as a cohesive unit with the offensive line who played extremely well, it allows Matthew Stafford to have more time to collect himself and not always be on the ground and be able to throw off the defense with not having to sit there and go, oh, they're, they're just going to throw the ball because they don't have a running game. Matthew Stafford, when he has a rusher over 100 yards, he's 7-0. and So the running game, obviously, is something that coming into this season was a major key for Matt Patricia to clean up. And I think there still is a lot of work to do. But, I mean, hey, you, you, there's your 100-yard rusher. They, they ran the ball for twice the amount of times they did in week one and week two. I love it. And they actually, too, the Lions threw the ball downfield. Marvin Jones had a nice deep ball for a touchdown. And Matthew Stafford, who I, on this show, criticized the past two weeks for not really playing up to par based on how I know and Lions fans know he can. He looked calm, cool, collected. Granted, he threw an interception this week. But, I mean, I think he improved as far as being able to settle in and being the Matt Stafford that doesn't really force balls and and, and make bad decisions. And there's still, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and tell you that, oh, you know, that this is, you know, this is the Lions team we've been waiting for, and they're going to go out and win every game the rest of the year, and they're going to go win the Super Bowl. Obviously, that's as, that's as stupid as the people that, that called the season over after two games. But I think there was a lot of progress that was made here to where, like I said, you can't minimize this win and 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 try to work around it and find the angle of, well, the Patriots just aren't that good. And well, you know, the Lions still didn't have a tremendous game and and, and all that crap. I, I, I really am not gonna subscribe to that 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 notion because what whatever you want to say about the New England Patriots not being a terrific team or having a slow st- I mean, they still have one of the best coaches to ever coach football, let alone any sport period. And they have Tom Brady, who everyone knows Tom Brady. He's the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion, 
and he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. If if anything, you know, I, I'm really conflicted with the win, and I guess that's where I kind of come back to earth. And I'm not going to sit here and say it was just a fluke, or it was, or this is the real Lions team. I mean, honestly, would it surprise me if the Lions went and dropped five games in a row? I mean, not really, because that would just you know. Typical Lions, if you want to be that fan, like I, I, you know, I could see it happening. Unfortunately, I, I don't think at all it will happen. But this is a point where I think people are back on the fence with where this team is headed. I think it's truthfully unnecessarily negative to think that this was a fluke. Like I said, you need to take the game at face value. And I, I really, looking back, I said I'm the Green and White Report, the live sports show that we do every Sunday here at, at Impact. You know, I, I said I, I did not find an angle to where I think the Lions could win this game. And I feel foolish, but I think that I'm not alone in that opinion when thinking about the first two weeks of the season. I mean, no one had the Lions winning this game. At least if anyone, no one that I really heard of. I mean, between you know NFL experts and people on the local radio, oh, the Lions are going to get blown out and, and all that stuff. Uh, again, I, I've always been kind of, you know, I've always had to pull the reins back on the negativity, but I just didn't have the Lions winning this game. I didn't have, you know, whether I got caught up in the hype of the Belichick coming back to play his former assistant, Patricia, or, or, or Tom Brady, I didn't think the Lions would do it. And, and I felt like, you know, I, I feel foolish now looking back at it. But, you know, like I said the last two shows, to utter the words, the season is over after two games, was absolutely moronic. And, you know, while I didn't think the Lions were going to win the game last night, and certainly not in the fashion that they did, I, I didn't see the Lions going and playing and getting blown out 54-10 to 10 or, or some obnoxious score. I, I, I didn't. And, and I, even if the Lions were to lose the Patriots last night, it, it would have been a, a different show today, obviously, and I would have had to sit here and criticize and whatever, but I couldn't. I couldn't get too upset if the Lions were to lose that game. I mean, the Patriots are the Patriots. I mean, everyone knows what they are, but that's not the show that we have to have today because the Lions went out and took care of business. And now that begs the question: What does that mean for this Lions team? Again, I understand there's probably people on the fence, like ah, oh, just a, just a flash in the pan. You know, they got lucky that the Patriots are a mess right now, which to an extent is fair, definitely, but. I just think I, it's unfair. I, I think it really is. The, the Lions didn't go out. Like I said, they didn't go out there and win the game by three points. They didn't have a fourth quarter. They dominated all four quarters. They dominated the New England Patriots of all teams. So I think going forward, you, you're allowed to raise that expectation. You're allowed to raise the bar for the Lions because, you know, whether you want to call it growing pains or the culture shift in the locker room for the first two weeks, I mean, the, what the Lions showed you on, on Sunday night, I think, is what the Lions are capable of doing against not just the Patriots, but any team in the NFL. And, and, and as far as the division goes, I mean, the division's been sloppy so far. The Vikings and Patriots both just lost. The Packers got absolutely blown out by the Redskins. The Vikings almost got shut out by the Bills, who the last two weeks, the Bills were like a high school football team. And the Bears barely escaped the win over the Cardinals, who, truthfully, the Cardinals might be the worst team in the league, especially after the Lions getting that win. It's it's anyone's division. I mean, the Lions being 1-2, and two, chasing a 2-1 and one division leader, it's nothing. All the teams are in the same boat. If you think that the Bears 
are going to run away with the division, or if you think the Vikings, after seeing what you saw against the Bills this past week, if you think the Vikings are as, as tough as a team as people give them credit for, let me let you in on some inside information. They're not. I think, you know, whatever the hype was about Kirk Cousins coming in, I think people are starting to come back down to earth because, I mean, hey, Kirk Cousins is human. The Vikings at home, too, against the Bills, against a rookie quarterback. I mean, I don't know. And Aaron Rodgers, you want to talk about a quarterback that has no help? Look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that team, granted, I think they do have some, you know, they got some some sweet players on that team. Devontae Adams is cool. Jimmy Graham, you know, on defense, Clay Matthews, all that jazz. But, I mean, look, it, the Green Bay Packers are not some powerhouse team. They are what they are, and they're as good as they are because of Aaron Rodgers, who is Aaron Rodgers is still banged up. You know, he's on a week-to-week basis now, going to be questionable for the foreseeable future. And the Packers come to town in, in two weeks. So, I mean, whether or not Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, that's a beatable team. And... Now the focus shifts to the Cowboys, obviously, being, being the next game coming up. And I don't want to jump too far ahead, but what you have to do now as a team that sits one and two is whether you want to take looking at a, a handful of games being five games, you know, six games, whatever, you have to win four out of the next five, at least. Even I would even say winning three out of the next five isn't, Really acceptable. I mean, you're, the Lions go on the road at the Cowboys. They have the Packers at home. Then the bye week before going to Miami. Looking at the Cowboys, I mean, they probably won't have Sean Lee, which helps the offense because he's a solid player on D for the Cowboys. But but either way, if, if the Lions play the way they did this past week, I, I mean, I I don't see how they lose to the Cowboys. I, I just, I, I truthfully don't. The Cowboys, you know, they, they have Ezekiel Elliott. I get it. They have Dak Prescott, who you know I've, I'm not really high on Dak Prescott at all. But this is a game where, before the season, I think a lot of people probably chalked up as a win. I know I at least did because I see right through the Cowboys. I'm sure there's people out there that, that figured because they're on the road it could be a loss. And after week one, week two, I think everyone looked at the Cowboys and goes, "That's a loss too. This team can start off 0 5." But I think after the performance that the Lions had uh, on Sunday night, I'm sitting here telling you the Lions should and will beat the Cowboys in Dallas. I'm not afraid of the Cowboys at all. And then after after the Cowboys, you have the Packers at home, like I said. And with or without Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are not some unbelievably deep team that can that are that is just flat out better than the Lions. I I don't buy that at all. I don't buy that the Packers on paper are a flat-out better football team than the Lions this year. Now, granted, when the Lions have to go to Lambeau Field, it's a different story because that's, again, back to the SOL narrative, the Lions don't win at Lambeau Field, ever. But this is a stretch here, and maybe it's a good thing that the Lions have the bye week so soon because if you can can play two hard-fought games, which you're going to have to do against the Cowboys and Packers, if you can somehow pull out two wins... And you pull the three and two going into the bye week before going to Miami. I think the Lions are in, in in great shape because the Packers game is a is a divisional game. So if you beat the Packers, they chalk up a loss in the in the division for them too. And then, despite Miami being you know whatever they've shown so far, I don't know how Miami is 
is playing as good a football as they are because I don't think they're a very solid team. But going to Miami, that should be a win too. Then they have Seattle, who's, you know, Seattle's a bit banged up and don't have the firepower they have in years past. Truthfully, guys, I mean, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself or I'm just back to drinking the Kool-Aid like I usually do, but I, I think the Lions have a legitimate chance here to make some noise. And I said it going into week two against San Francisco. If they would have just won the game at San Francisco, people would have really put that week one game against the Jets aside. Put it in the back of their mind. You know, you can laugh at it later when the Lions win the division and, and all that stuff. But they lost, and that's why people, you know, if they didn't, if they weren't hitting the panic button already after week one, they sure as heck were, were pressing the panic button after week two. And I think the reason why the button was being pressed so hard was because everyone saw the Patriots coming to town. And very few people, if any, saw that the, that the Lions could beat the Patriots. And what they showed you on Sunday night, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but, but seriously, they played a real football game for four quarters in all three phases of the game. Plain and simple, bottom line. There's, there's no... You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say uh, the Patriots are this, that, and the other. It's it's not a great win. It's a great win. It's absolutely a great win. And now going forward, I like I said, I think the bar can be raised a bit to where you can expect more from this Lions team because they're not, you know, they're they're not as as awful as as the media wants to make them out to be. They're not, you know, this this dumpster fire of a team where Matt Patricia doesn't have the locker room, because he clearly does. Because if you saw the videos after the game when they go in the locker room, people are jumping on Matt Patricia, and and it was a fun, you know, pumped-up locker room. This was a great way to turn the corner. And for Lions players and coaches in that organization, beating the Patriots, beating Belichick, beating Brady, that is an unbelievable way to turn the corner in the rest of the season. I mean, I'm, I'm truthfully, I'm proud of the team. I'm proud of the team for the way they've they've bounced back and, and the way they fought. And and I I don't know. I don't know how you feel. I all I know is I'm you know I, I understand there's both sides of the fence here as far as you know what this Lions team can really show. But I'm excited for the next few games for the Lions again at the Cowboys next Sunday. This is I mean this is great. Be excited, Lions fans, for once for once because I hopefully this feeling happens again but you are allowed to be happy an unbelievable win for the Detroit Lions and I am pumped up to watch this team for the rest of the year as I said before no reason to quit no reason to throw the towel in it's a brand new season as we move forward here with the 2018 NFL season the Detroit Lions are one and two that's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown as always I'm Ryan Rabinowitz Hey, feel free to tweet any questions, comments, suggest some topics for the show at Ryan Rabinowitz4 on Twitter using the hashtag Motown Rundown. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the victory, and we'll see you next time. That's why you